Hello and welcome back to Double Elm Radio, the Games Cast. As always, I am your host Ryan, and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Brett. Hello, Wyatt. I didn't go last this time. And Funky. Alex. I'm just recovering from a forever sneeze. Look, I realized I don't. I normally go in alphabetical order, so I, I mixed it up this time. Great, good. <laughs> All right. So for those not in the know, we we started a few weeks ago, right before E3, we did an E3 tier list prediction special where we went and predicted individually what our final group ranking of the E3 shows would be. There was a, a bunch of rules for that. You can go watch it. We're going to be a little bit lighter on the rules this time because the C3 was a little weird, which means some of the oh, rules we had don't quite apply as much as they they should have or or would have uh, a good example is the participation award was meant for like one worst show we had a lot of them <laughs> and now now we're gonna have to decide as a group whether or not we're we're removing certain shows from consideration for just not it, showing or if we're just gonna all say they're all terrible it so. was a vicious <laughs> it was a vicious vicious fight for last place this yeah year. vicious oh, yeah. fight bloody <laughs> Oof. Real tooth some and nail. Playing dirty. <laughs> some of them were playing very dirty. <laughs> Look, Jeff Jeff Keighley was a dirty boy this year. So, <laughs> you know what wasn't dirty though? Yep. His kicks. His, His kicks. kicks. Absolutely not, not. They were wonderful. <laughs> okay. So with Perfect as always. No further ado. We're gonna open up the tier list sheet. Now I'm not going to remind anyone what their predictions were as of last time. I haven't looked at them at all. So we will figure out who is closest. It might even be more than one person. And if it is, we will have multiple winners of this if, if more than one people are tied for the final position. Uh, but we'll do that at the end of the show. Right now, we, we need to rank this E3. Okay, and we're going to go by, I think, the order of what we know where it's going to be first. Most. And uh, the one rule we have for this, we need to have something in every category. Wildcard is is exempted from this discussion because of the whole thing of it, like you know not being that important or uh, not being not that important but uh, not being a thing that we're actually showing live, right? Like <laughs> Wildcard was like the whole thing of if it's here where it's gonna automatically count towards your your total, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we don't have anything there that goes there specifically, essentially. And let me send you guys a watch together link in a second so you can actually watch it. Oh no. Oh, rip Alex. Alex is gone. He's back. Oh. <laughs> good, good. Oh. It, it nearly it nearly broke our entire overlay, but we're good. We're good. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> My entire Discord is having what can only be described as an absolute stroke. That's a horrible, <laughs> on horrible both time. sides of the brain. <laughs> Join the club. But I want right, to ask you guys. Say, well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What? It's it's very gutsy of you to put a very small green screen behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there were plans for that. So so legitimately, what I wanted to do with this little green screen over here was have it be like a little window, right? So I would have a fake window looking out into like a the Windows logo or something, like the Windows pasture, essentially. Except I don't have a light to put back there to light it up. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which means I Good. can't use it for chroma keying, so I just have this green box behind me. <laughs> it's a nice piece of modern art back there. It is, yeah, it's it's solid. It really, it really ties the room together, you know. 
I think it's definitely the uh, the best decision I've made regarding how this show looks. You know, just adding that little box really adds quite a lot to it. <laughs> okay, it's complex I, in its simplicity. I hope everyone is Figured ready to receive the thing. I actually, I do need to because I forgot that if I change the twit, the Discord, it won't show anything anymore. So I have to go to this real quick while I send this to everyone in the voice text. I'm always ready to receive Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, for being so prepared. I'm not I'm not gonna touch that at all. I'm just so prepared for the show. Wyatt, I insist that you touch it. No. Well, maybe later. All right. Moving on. We need to be on Jeff Keeley's wild ride, not our own wild ride. Yes. It's not the that's not the show we're producing this time. Also, this is the time to point out for people listening on audio, this this is one of the podcasts that has a significant video portion. Uh, if you want to see the actual list, we're still going to talk over everything we're doing, so you don't need to. But if you want to see the video of what we're going over, you can check that out on the YouTube channel. Just look up Double One Radio Gamescast on YouTube, and you can find that. All right. Everyone ready to uh, make this final have, tier list? And those question. Yeah, go ahead. Um so we had we had the rule when we were making the the tier list that we had to like like only one thing was an S and only one thing was in participation. Are we breaking that or is D so, going to be full of a lot of things? S <laughs> S is staying the same. We only have one winner of E3. Okay. Unless Jeff Keeley and the E3 E3 itself as a whole are exempted from those rules because they're not like shows. Uh all yeah. those rules only apply to the shows specifically. Um participation award we need to have that discussion right now that's what we're going to start with because i think we hit a very unique situation this e3 where everyone kind of felt like they needed to be there except half of them had nothing to show so yeah we're in this unique position of there was a whole lot of like just not good <laughs> e3 presentations um this year uh and for those on our list like bandai namco showed up and, and basically did nothing that was their big thing it was thing. like five minutes yeah it was five yeah. minutes which i think is is less offensive than what take two did where they just did like a, a promotional conference and then gearbox whole other level of randy pitchford on stage annoying That's people really, in a movie set oh. <laughs> you, you can you can describe the entire gearbox as as just as just they randy pitchford it yeah it, that's that's yeah. all you really need to say. I do think I'm gonna throw it out there. I think the gearbox was by far the worst just because of how out of touch it was. Like that really yeah. felt like Randy Pitchford just wanted to brag for 30 minutes. It was really boring. <laughs> it was super uncomfortable. Yeah. It was Randy Pitchford being way, way more excited about things than literally everyone else that was sharing the screen with him. But even his excitement, it felt super like like Gross. manufactured. Like he was like, "Come on, if I act excited, everyone else is going to be excited too." But it was like God, super. He even had his fake. like cadence there for a second, and it's already <laughs> messing with my brain. I already want to punch you. Just just put it at the bottom, Ryan. Yeah, put it at the putting, bottom. We know it's going there. Your box is at the bottom. Let me uh, change the color. Smiling so is contagious. Not when it comes from you. So Gearbox, <laughs> Gearbox had a rough showing this year. There, there's some other groups that also had some rough showings. So we're going to go from the bottom to the top at this point, because I think that's going to be also in order of how difficult it is to decide for a lot of these. Um, the question now is if we feel, I think we all agree that Take-Two and Bandai also belong in the D tier 
at the very least. But do they belong? And WB actually throw them all in there. But do any of these also belong in participation award? Were any of them bad enough that you would put them next to Gearbox? Here's here's the thing. If it wasn't if if it wasn't Gearbox that was that was there, I would put like maybe WB there or something. But like I I don't feel comfortable putting these guys next to Gearbox because they were just so on another level. Actually, that WB the was same the um the Back for Blood presentation, right? That's the yes. only so reason I'm actually... that I liked them. I don't think they necessarily belong in D tier, so I'm going to leave them out, and we'll talk about them once we figure out these two. I I just don't want to put them next to Gearbox because Gearbox is going to touch them inappropriately. <laughs> well, because the uh, WB also like they changed they, they when they realized that it was only going to be Back for Blood, they changed the name of the thing to just yeah be they did. Back for Blood presentation. Yeah. Um, I I I personally think as as someone that you know like when when you think about how many properties Bamco has and has proceeded to show off in the coming days and like week immediately after E3 <laughs> that they could have showed off at E3 it I I think they deserve to go down there. But my question but, did they waste our time as much as Gearbox did? That that's my like big they, thing of Gearbox it, felt like they stole 30 minutes of my life. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, and that's again that's again what I'm saying. It's it's like I'm not saying that that either Take Two or Bendai were good, but putting them next to Gearbox just feels wrong to me. You know, like they're just so on another level that there's no way they could be in the same tier with each other. I was prepared to give that time to Bandai Namco though, and they left me with nothing. Like I set aside like but oh, Bandai, this is gonna be Bandai like a Namco solid, like, didn't minutes. set our expectations to be that much time or anything. I think that's the important. Well, yeah, but I was expecting a normal length of a conference, not like a commercial break. Which is, that well, that's it. also why we have another option here: of the option of of blacklisting these from the conference list and removing their conference oh. status, taking them away from the board entirely because they didn't do an E3 conference like they said they would. Yes. So yes. that's an option that's also, I think, very applicable no. to Take Two and Bandai because they just like didn't show anything. <laughs> Which one was it? Where they had the game company come on that i'm strongly was, expecting was just a new company that was just talking about them and they had that was summer game no game summer all. games fest okay yeah, it was summer game, yeah yeah we'll be talking about that soon but how do we feel about these two do we want to strike them from the list put either of them next to gearbox or leave them in d tier what did take two even i don't even remember take what two, take two they they tweeted like like five really small news sources that they would be like yeah this isn't a games like conference we're talking about like like this is a press conference for like investors about like diversity but it didn't go around at all because they like ign didn't say anything about it none of the big yeah. so gamer you know news what things. i'd almost blacklist that just because yes, don't even have an e3 conference yeah like yeah. why even bother all right what about bandai <laughs> they showed a game and that's what's going to kill them because they showed a right, game. So they stay in D tier by showing one game. <laughs> yep, it they sucks. Technically in. And I'm okay with that. All right. Place. I mean, what we're exactly describing is the participation award. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the participation award is just the worst show at this point. Yeah. And I think Gearbox was so much the worst that it needs it needs its own category. No, again, I, no, no, and I agree, and that's why again I'm saying it's like I don't want to put anything next to Gearbox because it's just there's nothing on. That nothing board. deserves that much. No, you guys can see the banner ads on Watch Together. 
But uh, no, I have no. My God, whenever tribal hunter comes up, I am <laughs> deeply disturbed. Alex, nobody but you can see. <laughs> I think you're hallucinating. Of course. You are hallucinating. Oh, I don't have an... he's hallucinating. He doesn't have ad blocker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you know what? I'm, no, you don't need to disable ad block because we we don't monetize anything, so <laughs> it doesn't matter for us. But we don't even have our own name yet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. All right. So going up to C, anything else you guys feel belongs in the D tier? I'd throw Ubisoft maybe as a consideration. Um, Capcom could be up there. I'd put him in C, not D, to be honest with you. All right. And we'll we'll round back to E3 and Jeff Keighley at the end. Those are going to be our final closeouts. Okay. Take two and WB are stricken from the record. Moving up to C tier. (laughs) I want to point out, some people might be thinking we're being a little generous. These devs were in a pandemic for a year. We're going to be a little generous yeah. <laughs> to most yeah. devs because of that. Um, it, it's clearly like we, we would rather games be good and they show stuff that is ready than show stuff that obviously got hit with major delays because of COVID. So that, that's kind of the mindset for a lot of this. Yeah, there's um, a couple of us here that, that know what small scale game development is like, uh, you know, working remotely and it sucks so yep, i can't even imagine you know i was on a 20 person I, mean, all team. Of us I can't do. imagine yeah, what we were, we were all working on projects during pandemic so yeah so i can't well. even imagine what a team like three or four times the size that i was working with like what that must be like so <laughs> yeah okay so moving to c tier i think ubisoft is like the easy fit for this yes yeah, showing that's... they showed some cool stuff but a lot of it was just stuff that wasn't necessarily games or wasn't necessarily appealing to that large of an audience or it was just stuff they showed before, and that's kind of been taking a super long time to have any gameplay yeah. or anything. So, or things more... that we literally cannot comment on, like uh, Avatar, where it's just like, yeah, what like do you want us to what? say? <laughs> but they showed more than one thing. Exactly. They that's did. why they're not they in D tier. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Exactly. laughs> and they actually showed. I, I mean, and I, you know, Bandai Namco, I'm sure, whatever. But like for me, at least. There was actually some stuff that interested me. Like, I'm interested in another um, Mario and Rabbids game because exactly. the first one was very good. Yeah. So they showed stuff that interested me. So that immediately puts them in C tier. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say Capcom probably also goes in C tier. I think Capcom's yeah. a weird situation because they set expectations. They, they did kind of tell people there wasn't going to be new stuff here. Uh, they showed a lot of stuff in existing games, but what they showed looked really good. The Monster Hunter Story well- stuff looked very solid. So Capcom was Monster Hunter Stories. It was the Ace Attorney game. Yeah, and Rise. They had some, they had some Street Fighter stuff. From yeah, some Street Fighter Street announcements Fighter. about esports. So, what was? I'm I'm blanking on the name. That that new, like tactics strategy game or something like that. Was that with um not Metal Slug? Yeah, Metal Slug. Metal Slug Tactics. Oh yeah, that was Metal. That Slug. was from yep. Summer. That, that, was, summer, was that games summer Games Fest, Fest though. Yeah. Yes, it was. I, I'm very out of it, I guess, then. <laughs> it's all, it all gets a little confused, yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, Capcom didn't show anything new. Uh, they just showed a lot of stuff that looked okay, but I think they it was nothing bad. Like I feel like if you tuned into this expecting to see stuff from their upcoming games, you were probably satisfied. The big like missing thing was something from Hideki Itsuno's team of either Devil May Cry or Dragon's Dogma related. But we know those are probably happening, and it's also those are like the things that liably, really likely got hit with a COVID delay. So, yeah. not super expecting to see those. 
Um, inoffensive. Yeah, inoffensive is a good <laughs> middle of the road inoffensive. Which is why it's out of state. Yep. <laughs> so we got a few other things that could fit into the C tier <laughs> category. I'm curious on opinions on some of these. Uh, Square Enix was an interesting show because I think they had one thing that stood out really well, but a lot of things that were just kind of like mediocre <laughs> about the show. Chaos. What can I say? Or even <laughs> yeah. like what looked like really good games, but just with awful trailers. <laughs> exactly. The Stranger of Paradise trailer is, is like super notable because I think the demo came out and then everyone heard impressions and were like, wait, this is really good. But the trailer was like super confusing and looked rough, yeah. uh, super disjointed. I need to kill chaos was said like eight times in 30 seconds. So if they had, I feel like if they had presented things better, I would have put them in a B tier, but because they had what seems like good stuff, but wasn't presented very well. I feel like that feels, that's feels pretty C tier to me. Yeah. I think yeah. the question here is does guardians being a single player game, bring them to B? Oh. or does no well no. i don't think one game can put them up to c tier they would have had to have presented things well in other cases it's, to put yeah. it up further yeah consid even considering that that was the one game that i said you know what i am going to buy that for guardians it, it wasn't enough for you to really yeah. want to bring that up yeah it's just one and there's there's like glaring like absences here like there was nothing there yeah. FF16 they showed like yeah we're the 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 rumored Final Fantasy 1 to 6 remaster things are are happening but we still don't really we'll know anything the about them for 10 seconds they're on mobile yeah, and they that, didn't even it. show did they even show like what the art the like artwork is going to look like for the, that game or anything the or pixel did, art like, in any the, gameplay the pixel art and the sliding thing yeah, was new it's scrolled uh, by like it. if, if you didn't know the you fact that tell. I don't remember is not a good sign. It showed exactly, up for like 30 yeah. seconds. It was not very long. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was one of the things that I know Brett and I specifically were looking forward to the whatever yep. that Final Fantasy stuff would be. And it was kind of just eh. It wasn't that yeah. interesting. So, all right. I think the other things that would normally be in contention for this are future game show and PC gaming show. I'm going to throw those out. I think those might be a B tier this year. I think the sheer amount of cool um, indies we saw is going to bring them up. And yeah, the fact that they, they I, stuck with less gimmicks than before. Yeah. The, the, the amount of actual like tangible things that were shown kind of outweighed the annoying like human aspect of people that were just blatantly unfunny. <laughs> like, it, it made it watchable because they actually showed things for like an hour instead of just talking about the new graphics card for 45 minutes. Wow. Now let's check this out. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I, I wouldn't complain if those are in in B. Alright. And there's a few we're gonna end up rounding out to these last few, I think, a lot, because there's yeah. a, a couple of things here that we're gonna have to hash out. Especially with Xbox yeah. and Bethesda and with um I was I, I was just about to ask if we're doing Xbox and Bethesda's separate shows or as one. So that show. that's up to us. I do think based on what we saw they were treated kind of as one show, but I think one of them was clearly had a worse showing than the other, if that makes yes. sense. So yeah. it, I think we need to separate them because so putting them both in the same thing just really yeah. doesn't. And work. once again, so clarification again. So Obsidian is with Xbox and not with Bethesda. Yes, yes. yes. Obsidian yes. is Xbox. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, I Anything think... that wasn't directly Bethesda related is Xbox. Yes. I, I, I keep on uh, confusing that because of the origin of those games yeah right. it's confusing now because bethesda is kind of its own 
entity in weird ways, but also sort of the subsidiary of E3, or not of E3, of Xbox. So they're in, a, they're in an odd position. Uh, I think for a lot of us, Summer Game Fest might end up rounding out either B or A. I, I'm curious what people think where this should go. I think what might bring it down to B is how much of a how much time was spent on like nonsense during it. Mm-hmm. Like I came away from it. Like obviously the Elden Ring trailer was super cool. We saw a lot of fun indies like the Metal Slug game. Um, pacing was not there though. The pacing the was rough. Like it was yeah. it, it was like an hour and a half show that felt like it was three hours long. I think I enjoyed the the other two shows in B more than I enjoyed the Summer Games Fest by a pretty substantial amount. I I would I might be I might be at the podium for a for a, for a degradation to, to, a, C to a C for that because really the the um the Elden Ring trailer is like the only one of the I mean no it's the only thing that I really remember being there like yeah the Metal Slug thing is cool that I just remembered earlier but like even if we think about, about indies like the Metal Slug game the PC gaming show and Future Game Show showed so many more they had more yeah. It's sort of on that line of it has the square units thing where it's okay. I'm definitely buying that game. It's just the one that they showed out of many. It's right in the middle. I think the reason between B and C. I mean, for me, I think the reason it deserves being B is that it showed off more interesting. It showed off more interesting games and more games than Ubisoft, Capcom, and Square Enix, in my opinion. Maybe not Square Enix, but I think especially Ubisoft and Capcom. I just think it showed off more cool stuff. It's just the pacing and like the the show surrounding the games wasn't there. But I think ultimately like what they're showing off is more important than if it was like a good show. So that's kind of why I put I would put it at, at a B, even if it's like just barely like <laughs> barely passes the finishing line into B. You know, we're we're gonna be arguing so much, or maybe not. It's just there's there's such a thing between B and C where it's constantly scrutinizing both quality and quantity many of which these have none of or too much (laughs) yeah definitely something that happened this year was a lot of strangely laid out presentations yeah and just weird things happening even if we like liked the show i think there was some interesting stuff here uh i do think bethesda probably slides into either b or c depending on who you are Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm curious what the rest of you think so for what I'm considering to be the Bethesda half of the E3 show or the Xbox show at E3, um, I'm looping in things that would have been shown at the uh, Bethesda conference at other um, major events. So thinking of Bethesda at E3 last year, thinking of Bethesda at E3, um, not at E3, but other Bethesda shows, stuff like this happens fairly often and we they're usually pretty disappointing <laughs> so <laughs> i i think we, we'd wrap up arcane with them we wrap up id mm-hmm. uh it didn't really yeah. show anything that i can remember aside from the doom dlc I so. but yeah doom, no, I, doom dlc there's starfield which redfall. starfield which showed nothing and redfall, redfall which redfall as much as i it, it yeah it's arcane which we're wrapping into oh, okay. Bethesda's umbrella, which I think is the only thing saving them from actually a D tier, is Arcane. But I, I would kind of argue yeah. that they they should be in C just because like they showed a few games and Redfall I think did grab our attention, um, but there was oh, no gameplay. 
Uh, and obviously Starfield uh, is going to have eyes on it. it I, they showed off a lot of things where if there was more to it, I think it would have made it a much better well, show. It was it's all, just, yeah. it's, it, it's, it was, go, go ahead, Alex. It is 100% because it always does not going to look that good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they gave no sense of how bad it is actually going to look. And I also oh, think like, what, what the big thing to me is Bethesda showed no gameplay of anything they're doing, basically. No. Yeah. Well, there's Which also, so really kills else it there? for me. There was there was an update to something. It wasn't it was um not overgrown. What's the the Honey oh. Kids esque game? Oh, um, uh, uh, grounded is grounded. Obsidian. That's Obsidian. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, I mean, they showed off like Fallout seventy six stuff. On top cares? of that, like I think that's the, that's die. what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the <laughs> like only nothing thing that I remember from gameplay. Yeah. Is like, oh yay, thanks. <laughs> like. So, uh, like, I, legitimately, I think the, they would belong in D tier. I'm, what might push them for me is just Redfall did look really cool, but there was no yeah. gameplay, so I don't know how. Well, I, I think a lot I of the games that they're. Huh? Uh, uh, go ahead, Alex. Oh, go ahead. Or just a quick. I am disappointed to see that it's not the the colon title for Elder Scrolls Six, but I'm yeah. also just just as excited to be hunting vampires like that. That's so cool, and I loved a lot of the character and weapon designs. It, it, for me, it's this like I think all the games that they showed off that they revealed like new stuff. I'm probably going to be interested in when they talk about it more, but they didn't talk about it more, so I really can't. There's nothing to go off of. Like I'm sure yeah. Starfield. I'm going to be interested in Starfield when they show it off because it seems like my kind of thing. I'm going to be interested to in Redfall, but those things that will make me interested aren't there yet, so I can't really put it above uh, a B. But because of that, I can't put it below a C either. So C is kind of. C. Yeah, so, wait a second. There was it was still even the Starfield trailer. It was still vague premise. There was nothing. We still do not know, know what Starfield's gameplay is. We know Starfield is a first-person RPG. I believe that's the only thing we know. Yeah, but there wasn't even a story hook in in the no. cinematic trailer. Nope. Nothing. I that's that's the thing is like for me like I'm I'm not a Bethesda person. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I have a couple like games on on my list to to get to eventually because you know they've made some important ones. So and I don't like. I, I'm I'm glad that all the all the bright and flashy colors that they showed were bright and flashy, but there was <laughs> nothing that interested me at all. And you could you could talk to me. It, it's it basically for for the the arcane game. Like you can talk to me about like vampire hunting as much as you want, and I'll like imagine it's it's probably pretty cool. But you didn't show me a game, so I don't really care. And I don't know that like I I did not get excited by it at all. Do you think um, that brings it only... down to a D for you? For for me, yeah. But I also I also still think that uh, Summer Games Fest should be brought down too. So maybe I'm just a little bit of a negative Nancy. But for both you? of those, I think they're too high. What you? I Come think on. I think it's <laughs> I think it's right in the middle between C and D. I actually I think I'm gonna side with Brett here for Bethesda because I think the three of us, aside from Brett, have a have a lot of attachment to Bethesda's property. So we might be giving them a little bit too much benefit of the doubt. So I think that, that perspective of someone who isn't super excited for these things already based on like title recognition should weigh a little he heavier here. So how, do ever, how does everyone else feel about that, bringing Bethesda down to a D? I still think, I still think C, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to be upset if it's in D, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not... Yeah, I, like <laughs> I'll be, I'm fine it, with it. <laughs> like I said, it could ride the line for me because the, the two things that I had any vested interest in Starfield. Eh. 
Um, just not. It's 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 all there, there was it was all cinematic. There was no gameplay. Yeah, I agree. And I'm I'm looking at what it's in those tiers. It's like I'll probably agree with you that like, but it looks cool. Square Enix probably had a better showing, but I don't know if I would say that Ubisoft had a better showing. I think Ubisoft did because they showed gameplay of most of what they showed aside from Avatar. Like we saw Rocksmith Plus, we saw like a good ten minutes of mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Extraction, and they looked good. So I, I think that is what cinches Ubisoft in is that like, I think our, our mellowness at Ubisoft is more because they didn't show a lot of like new and exciting things of yeah. like, we've never heard of this before. It's an idea that's crazy or anything like that. Uh, but they did show a lot of things that I think people of in different areas of the gaming sectors will, will kind of enjoy, especially like music stuff and um, Riders Republic, I think had a really good showing uh, in mm-hmm. extreme sports stuff. So I think what, prevents them from being higher higher is that we've seen so many of these things before and ubisoft has a track record that is a little bit worrying <laughs> with how they handle yeah, a little bit and whatnot <laughs> a, a little bit <laughs> and then we didn't get any like big name drops like a new assassin's creed or like a tom clancy game uh splinter, splinter cell, cell game yeah not tom clancy splinter cell was what i meant to say uh yeah. those are the, the kind of I was things like, that tom clancy game missing, which one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the stuff that's kind of missing for me is, is especially Splinter Cell of, of bringing them higher. It didn't have a lot of wow. It didn't have a lot of like... And, and the thing that brings them down from a B yeah. for me is just that we saw Far Cry 6 in so many presentations and all of them were more interesting than the Ubisoft more one. More interesting. I, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, why, yeah. why did they do that? You're, you're um, convincing me. You know what? After talking, you guys are, are convincing me that Bethesda should be in D. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations! You've killed it. <laughs> okay, so I think our our next contentious pick is going to be Devolver. Uh, uh, yes, it is. So Devolver was an interesting show because Wyatt and I are notoriously a little bit harsh on them. Um, so is Brett. Wyatt, Wyatt I and honestly, I, I remember watching last year's show, and we we just didn't have fun. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly was, don't remember a single thing that they did, so it's all automatically in C for me. Because because Devolver is what they are. Watching a bad Devolver show is like watching a bad really comedy, rough. which is like what one of the worst things you can you can do to yourself is watch a bad comedy. Because it's like if if the jokes in a comedy don't land, it's the most uncomfortable, boring, drawn out thing on earth. And last year, that's kind of what Devolver was for me. This yeah. year. I thought they were great, personally speaking. It was way more entertaining. They got to the point. They got to the games way quicker. They didn't really draw any segment too much. All the games they showed off, I thought, were super cool and interesting. Um, what were the games? Yeah, uh, they Shadow Warrior had three, a- Demon Throttle. I think was the name of the Demon the Throttle, physical only one. Wizard, Wizard with a gun. Wizard with a gun. My favorite game title ever. Now. Yeah. <laughs> They showed inscription, which looked really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So they showed like a, a small selection of indies that all looked, I, I think, very solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Devolver knows how to pick them. Brett, I know you're seething in the corner. Yes, <laughs> boiling, uh, boiling over with rage. rage. Uh, boil. I don't. I don't know. I think my my attitude towards Devolver, the more I think about it, is kind of just the like. I just don't think they're my sense of humor i i think it's it's the kind of thing where you you got lightning in the bottle with doing the the absurd uh e3 showcase like the first time 
but now like people are coming to expect it. That's not, it's not really, it, it could be funny, but in my opinion, it really wasn't last year or this year. Uh, and I thought like, I don't know if it, it was like, cause here's the thing. It was like half split time-wise between like the games and the, the joke that they were doing. And if you don't think that the joke is funny, then that is half the time of their already short like conference that's just like wasted for you. And so I'm just sitting there waiting to laugh and it's not happening because they keep saying the premium purchase. And I was like, okay, that wasn't really funny the first time. And then the the people walk towards the camera and say the long words about uh how corrupt uh, real life game development is. Um and then they they sell me a game that is only being sold physically and is already sold out everywhere and yeah. will probably be you know uh, it isn't sold out yet. again that's the big thing and is yeah isn't out yet uh and will probably be resold again for hundreds and hundreds of dollars um only physical copies yes yep. only physical I, I i we talked about this last time we thought it was a joke and then they was just no it's just actually only being sold physically with yep. no way to buy it digitally <laughs> and i'm just like sitting here like man this is like it's also the kind of game where like i would i would you know at like four in the morning buy this on sale on steam but now that it's physical and i will have to premium purchase it I will probably never look at that game ever because it doesn't even look like it would be worth that price to me. And so, yeah, combined, combined that whole issue with the whole unfunniness, I just, like, I understand that other people like it, so I'm not going to put them in, like, the, the participation award or anything, but I'd, any, anything above a, a, a C for me would be, would be C for criminal, if I dare say. So, so Brett, I'm going to... I, I get where you're coming from with the humor. I think... If Devolver, if it was just showing the games that were shown off, I would put them in A. Because every single yes. one of those games, unlike every other one of these shows, is a game that I want to play right now. Even the one that's only physical, those all looked really fun. Um, and that's super, and they all showed well, and they all had gameplay. That was the stuff that like cinched it for me. If we saw a gameplay of all of these. The fact that the jokes hit for me, for the most part, was good. The thing that brings them down to a B or a C for me is that some of these jokes were making fun of things that the game industry does and then doing them. So they made yeah. fun of artificial <laughs> scarcity and then implemented artificial scarcity with uh, <laughs> Demon Throttle, and then they did the whole Max Pass Plus Premium thing, and then online they they sold that tape of the show as an NFT, like a non-fungible tape, for like $1,000. And I'm like... <laughs> This, this is, is exactly what you're, this is the joke just in reverse. If they me, legitimately yeah. didn't okay. expect someone that someone would actually buy it, then they're then they're all idiots. Like they, they knew what well, they, they were knew. doing. They knew they would make money. That's, yeah. what, that's what, what them, I'm saying. That they knew what they were doing. With them following through on their jokes to such a blind and unfunny level. <laughs> and for me also, one having I remember watching it. I remember the humor not landing, and I don't remember a single game that they showed off. Alex, I think that's you having bad taste in games. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Every single one of those games looked incredible. Yep. For, for me, they weren't in, like, incredible, but I could at least go, like, oh, I could, like, one of my friends would enjoy playing one of these, so I won't, I won't diss it. I will be I mean, someone me, else like this. For me, it started off with Shadow Warrior 3, which is the, the more they show off that game, the more I'm like, I want it so bad. It looks... Oh, good. 
and, so and, already and, it was starting off well. In traditional Shadow Warrior fashion, it does just look like a Doom clone in every single facet and every way. So I think what, what it's thing. important to look at these <laughs> with like the relativity of this E3. When I look at Devolver next to these three, I think it is solidly above them. When I look at it next to these three, I think it's probably on par. Especially for like time-wise and the amount of games of Devolver showed a lot of stuff that was um, really fun looking and they showed it in a, that like 25 minute window. Of It didn't go super long despite there being a lot of jokes and whatnot which might have felt long to people that weren't enjoying it. Uh, they showed a lot of cool looking games in a short time span which is what like these the PC gaming show and future game show didn't really get is that they kind of still had a lot of that time waffling about and the summer game fest especially was like a lot of wasted time I, th I think devolver was using all of its time the stuff that brings it down is a lot of the stuff outside of like they, they kind of just didn't lean into their joke as a joke they almost started leaning into it as actual business practices and then which trying was a little to hide sketchy. it by it, within a joke. It. Yeah. So no, I'm curious it, it, if that brings it to a C or a B for most people. I'm going to say a B because I think out of everything that we've put down so far, I think they had the most consistent showing of like good games and they still had good jokes in there. So I, I feel like it needs like bare minimum a B personally. And and I think and I think the things it does outside of the show brings it down to a B from an A for me. I'm 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 not considering their games. I'm considering it as the conference because that's what we're grading, and I think that's a that's a C for me still. I think even as a conference, what what does kind of close it for me is that, like, when I think of what we saw at Ubisoft, what we saw at Capcom, and what we saw at Square, all of them had a lot of things that were just kind of eh, or like that wasn't interesting. All the stuff developers showed looked good. And they and had probably about gameplay. as much wasted time as Ubisoft. And I think they showed gameplay for every single thing they showed off, too, which is really important. Which is something we constantly complained about as well, of yeah. like really pushing that we need to see gameplay, and they did it. So I'm okay with putting them in C, because I, I do think like Future Game Show and PC Gaming Show were definitely better. The fact that Summer Game Fest is also in B... <laughs> Then gets me because I do think Devolver had a better showing than Summer Game Fest. I do too. By a significant margin. If I had it my way, I would swap the two. I, I was but... about to say, let us let us barter and bargain. Barter and swap. <laughs> what if we just what if we just swap them? Swap the positions. That would be my payment for letting Devolver done. be up one grade higher than I think <laughs> they should be. We love Elden Ring, but that's about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So we'll leave this here. <laughs> now we come to, to, I think, the big moment of this show, of figuring out yes. who deserves the S tier. So I want to put everything that is contention for the S tier right now in, in contention up there. Uh, we'll pop Jeff in there, too. <laughs> I, I think, so either of these, I think all of us would be happy with either one of these landing, but I do think there, there are some arguments to be made for both sides of Xbox or Nintendo hitting that top tier. Um, one thing I want to note specifically with Nintendo Treehouse, we've been kind of, we lumped them all together. Look, I think the Nintendo Treehouse had had probably the best showing of the entire E3 because they showed gameplay for literally everything. Yeah. Like yeah. Everything we saw in the direct, we saw gameplay. like tons of gameplay of and like a lot of it. 
it was it was yeah. very good but yeah. we're, we're kind of grouping that and nintendo together so I, i'd say just consider that when we're going over this and, and see if that makes any changes for you um okay how do people feel about xbox overall xbox was great yeah. i i really enjoyed it <laughs> um i think when we were doing the, the 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 tier list a few weeks ago preparing for e3 i was expecting all of these other things to be seen like i was expecting a bit of like hellblade 2 i was expecting a bit of fable uh maybe a bit of what's it called uh avowed right yeah about keep calling wanted to call it awoken for some reason i don't know why um i was expecting to like a lot of properties that microsoft has under their belt right now we didn't really see and i think that's the biggest disappointment was just there's a lot of things that people wanted to see and we're expecting to see we just didn't get them that that's what would bring it down from an a for me and honestly if we're lumping nintendo and the treehouse together then i'd put them in a as well so i really don't see anything being in s for me really yeah wow Stingy, stingy boy. Yeah, hard to please. I, hard for argument me, from Alex. Yeah, for me, I think the the things we didn't see from Xbox brings it from an S tier to an A tier still because everything they showed was pretty good. The um, there was they had a lot of dates for things which I really liked. The uh, the Game Pass logo that showed up on most of the games they announced was always great to see. They had a good yeah. pace to it. They there was minimal amount of talking and what talking was there felt like it kind of was not necessary but it was nice to have you know definitely um yeah no i think they're an a tier for sure what i i think brings xbox down from s to me is one specific moment it's where todd howard comes on stage and talks about starfield (laughs) and talks up Starfield. the starfield trailer then plays with no gameplay and when it cuts back todd howard is gone And another person is there to talk about Starfield because I think <laughs> Todd Howard was afraid of the fact that gameplay was not shown. He could be want to be associated with it, which concerns <laughs> me a lot. Which which sucks that like they the Xbox basically had to use Bethesda as like the like the equivalent of a commercial break in, in pacing. It feels like, but they were the first. Seriously, show, though, that's what it feels like. They opened the show though. They opened and closed, but like, do you understand? Like, they like yeah, Xbox I, I showed like mean. the cool things, and then like, okay, to 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 limit people's like, get them ready for the next big thing or whatever. We'll throw a Bethesda thing in there because you that, temper they, they expectations with Starfield thing. so that when people see all the Halo gameplay, they're they're happy. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, I think I think Xbox deserves to be an A tier just because now Brett is actually kind of excited for Infinite, and I think that deserves yes. an A tier placement alone. <laughs> Yeah, not only not only am I excited for Infinite, is that I'm I'm re excited for for Battlefield because that's when they showed the Battlefield uh, trailer as well with With, like all the maps and stuff. Another thing that's keeping this uh, uh, from S to A um, with me is besides the the content that you know they had prepared, but they didn't show. There was no mention of the color purple when having to do with oh yeah. The, Wait, the microtransit, the, the fact yeah. that colors, you have to purchase them for infinite. We didn't see anything about that. Uh, Although we did see yeah. some, some more multiplayer Halo stuff after the fact. That was a different yeah. show, so that doesn't go with this. Um, oh. So I, I do think that's in its own thing. Now, so I think we all agree Xbox is A tier. I think, I, can, yeah. I think what comes to this, I'm going to propose a drastic move. All right, mm-hmm. that we separate the, the Nintendo move. Direct and the Treehouse, 
that's not a drastic move. Do it. And leave the treehouse as S tier and the direct as A. Oof. Yeah, I'm 100% for that. Mm. I, I Now, the important thing is our S tier is not necessarily like this was the best conference we've ever seen. It's who won E3? It's far above all the Which others. I think we agree no matter all what. Nintendo won E3. Of they had the best showing. They showed the most gameplay. They had so many like properties that were brought. Like you can literally, if you go back and watch our reaction video to that, Wyatt and I are like in tears. No, for like I, half of those announcements. Look, I already gushed about Advance Wars last week, but I'm gonna say again: the Advance Wars trailer came up, and I actually started crying. The only thing that was I'm missing. Not even kidding. The only thing that was missing oh. because you schmucks are awful is a wave race. <laughs> A wave race new game. All right, that was the only thing I didn't get that I wanted. Uh, <laughs> and for those that can't see the podcast, I just held up a copy of Wave Race Blue Storm for the GameCube up to the camera. The greatest game ever made. Forgotten yeah. by the sands of time, never to be remembered. And by everyone on this podcast but me. Yes. <laughs> I want to see a new wave race. Come on. Okay. Someday. So... My so, look. I was prepared to put both Nintendo and Treehouse in S tier. To be perfectly honest with you, because it feels weird, kind of rating Treehouse because it's not a. It's not like the other E three conferences that we have here. So comparing it to them is a little strange. True. And looking back at Treehouse, I think, like nothing ruined Treehouse for me. Like it was, it's fun to watch, but I don't think the hosts that were there and actually playing the games really added much to it. Like when they were playing Advance Wars, I just kind of wanted to watch the gameplay and not have them talk, you know? And I think that kind of dragged down a lot of, it's nice to see the gameplay and have them actually showcase it and like actually have people play it in front of you. Yeah. That's great. But the people talking, I just didn't, I, I don't feel like they added anything to it. So if it was yeah. up to me, I would put, the actual Nintendo Direct in S tier and the Treehouse in A tier, only because again the hosts I didn't think were interesting, and just because it's weird to judge Treehouse in comparison with everything else. I I think also like if you if you aren't into like for me like I was I was just there for for more uh, Metroid, mm -hmm. and so for like okay this is a this is basically a twenty minute metroid gameplay time and then the other things i was like uh do i really want to sit here for like half an hour and watch this game that i don't really care about mm. but that's the other thing is like i i like obviously i know people that these games they're like super excited for like this is these these aren't games that no one cares about clearly it's good that yeah. they're showing gameplay for them because like people are going to care so yeah. I, I i'm more of a proponent of just like of just leaving them performing together fusion and yeah just leaving them together because i think to 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 separate them would just be a little a little weird they okay. do feel like it, it, they do feel like they complement each other the only yeah. thing that i think does bring the whole nintendo presentation down for me is Wyatt and i had mentioned earlier that like i remember us talking last week about how xbox had a lot of uh showings and like games that we expected to see that weren't there and I know I specifically also said that like I felt like Nintendo showed a lot of things. And then I went back and looked at like my list of what's coming up from Nintendo, and we're like, huh, there's a few notable things that were missing from this direct. Um, oh. I'm not counting Metroid Whoa. Prime Four in that because like we saw Metroid Five, so yeah. Metroid is getting credit there. Um, and they didn't mention what Metroid is? Prime uh, offhandedly, like, like it is happening. It's just needing time to cook, which don't I understand. Worry. Don't worry. Uh, so I'm not including Metroid Prime, but we didn't see Bayonetta. No. And we saw that teaser for Bayonetta like three years ago at this point, I think. So 
it's been a long time. Um, we also didn't see anything else about Splatoon. We got the Splatoon three announcement, and that was also not here. Um, that wasn't with it's also Direct. It's also not no, fair to judge. Direct. It's also not fair to judge conferences off of what wasn't there, just because we're disappointed. That being said. There was no kind of like Legend of Zelda collection, which no. as someone who really wants to get into the series, but it's really difficult because I don't have the hardware yeah. for it. And so just not having some kind of like all star like Mario All Star style collection is really disappointing. Oh. Well they they had the um what the the, the game Legend of Zelda game watch that yeah, had which right. was yeah. the, the original yeah. link. But I mean but I mean I have a switch so I can play the older ones, you know? I I wanted to play some of the three D ones. Like I've And what what know, I would I've... almost expect to happen is I feel like that probably was a plan and then COVID happened and I'm betting that prevented a a lot of plans that Nintendo had had for these franchises. I can see that. Uh especially in port wise, because I think communication would be a big problem. With that yeah. and making sure that the IP is treated right, so I, I think they probably would be less ha- willing to hand those off to port studios during the pandemic, uh, especially with like work from home. There's a huge risk of leaks and whatnot, and Nintendo yeah. is usually the company that gets away from leaks and like manages to surpass or, or get through relatively free by the time E3 happens. Uh, and with work from home being a thing, that that would be a lot harder to I think safeguard that information from getting out. So I do think that it could have like legitimately been a reason why we didn't see a lot of these things. Yeah. And it, and enough. that's just another example of us being a little nice because we know how, mm-hmm. how much it sucks to work from home. <laughs> so it's, yeah. But yeah, no, and I, I do totally want to say like, I, I, we, we've talked about a lot about games that weren't there for Nintendo and Xbox, but just as a show, the Nintendo direct was like half the length of the Xbox show and showed things that like got us so excited for these yeah. franchises. Um, and even though a lot of them were like remakes or remasters, we still saw some really fun stuff with indies. We saw that like the fact that Advance Wars is still a franchise is astounding. <laughs> right? Yeah. I I completely convinced myself that they were never going to return to the series. What's going to happen? In my life in my lifetime. <laughs> I just like, look, Fire Emblem's doing so well, why stop? You know? Like why? And, and we yeah, we haven't even talked about Marvel. Breath of the Wild too. Oh, what was that, Alex? It's real. <laughs> there there wasn't anything Fire Emblem related. No, oh, but no. Fire Emblem also there has was... had a recent entry. Yeah. So yeah. There, there, we're probably not going to see anything from Fire Emblem for another year or two. I would expect, uh, unless yeah. it's like a port of an older game, which I could see like Awakening or something getting a Switch port. That that would definitely be possible, but I don't expect to see that for a little while, especially with the pandemic. I'm betting like everything that was planned. So I, I'm half of what I'm expecting is that most of the things we saw this E3 were things that were planned for last E3. Maybe, yeah, I could see it. I I, I think because last year, even the shows that did happen, we tended to see like one or two big games, and that was about it. Yeah, I think was, it, this would have been stuff grouped together for last year to have more powerful shows. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened is, is we really just got a lot of delays, and I think people, especially like the audiences of the games industry as a whole, are probably realizing right now what happened in this past year <laughs> like how much the games industry was impacted behind the scenes yeah um i do want to give think, props go ahead what i i think you put it best when when uh i think it was either like last week's episode but you're talking about how uh th- this whole showing just kind of shows us that they did a really good job of hiding probably how disastrous some things yeah. are behind yeah. the scenes Absolutely. and how slow things have become 
hundred percent. Um, so I, I do think that is really what this happened, what showed this year. Uh, I think for me, like, especially the reason I, I would put Nintendo wholly above Xbox is just that like that presentation was so well put together. Uh, so like ceaseless once, as soon as we started to get games, we just got games, right? Yeah. That was basically I mean, what happened. Got this, they, I mean, they've got this Nintendo direct format down. It has yeah. such a good, no, I will say, I wish I, I want. I wish they would just like play the direct in front of a live audience at E3. I know it can't happen this year, but I cannot imagine what the press reaction would have been when Advance Wars popped up on the screen. I oh, yeah. cannot imagine what that would have been like, and I want to see it so badly. Uh, I think that is like one big thing we missed out on with the direct format, but it does look yeah. really great. Uh, I want to give major props to Breath of the Wild too. Like that game looks phenomenal and also dodged every leak. Somehow. Yeah, <laughs> like we we all thought it would be underground. Nope, they're going to the sky, um, which makes a lot more so much sense, sense for the type of game that Breath of the Wild is for sure. Yeah, so I, I think that was really really exciting. Uh, okay, I I want to know even more now what has happened to my raisin boy. Yeah, <laughs> the other thing to mention with Nintendo that we haven't talked about, uh, everything is coming within like the next six months. Almost yeah. everything they showed is within the next six months. Uh, I think it's Breath true. of the Wild 2 is one of the only things that's 2022. And even then, it, it looked Breath like of first the Wild. Half of And that's about what we expected is, anyways. I don't think that's surprising anymore. Is Breath 2 going to be only for the next Switch console as well? Or is it going to be for... We don't even we know if that's don't happening. Know. <laughs> I would say it's absolutely not going to be limited to the Switch Pro if that does come out. Um, I, I am glad that you brought that up, though, because I think that was one thing that most everyone who was making E3 predictions was like, oh, yeah, they're maybe they're probably going to show off which, some sort of which is dumb Pro. because they specifically said more yeah. than once they would not show hardware. <laughs> and I didn't know I, I specifically I didn't know they had said that until you would point it out to me right before the show started. But even <laughs> then, a that. bunch of people had made predictions that we would see a Switch Pro. And I'm like, sure. this doesn't feel like the E3 of that happening. Like, I don't think this is a, the E3 of hardware reveals. Aside from the Xbox, there's not a hard reel of reel doesn't mean that it's not being worked on. Exactly. And, and to be clear, too, it's like whenever there are hardware rumors or even like rumors about games and stuff, I never really put much stock in it. What convinced me that there was gonna that they were gonna show something was that the chipset they're using for the Switch yeah. right now is actually being discontinued by its um by Nvidia, and so I was like, okay, well they have to do something. They either have to. Yeah make a quiet revision to the switch which is which you know, could no totally happen ask. like it could just be a quiet revision but with all the other other evidence out there that there is a switch pro being worked on trademarks and patent plans and whatnot it seems like there is some form of switch pro or switch sequel coming up relatively soon um of course relatively could mean anywhere in the next year most likely i, I think we're we're hitting the point where the switch pro is likely happening soon just because it's becoming more and more clear how much of a disadvantage the Switch hardware is at. Um, because like we heard when the Switch launched, a lot of things of okay, this is about as powerful as the Wii U, if not more. Except even some like Xbox 360 and PS3 reports that are happening to it are having issues. So I don't necessarily think that's like the Switch's graphical capabilities being bad, but more an issue of like people porting things over aren't going to make performance perfect unless they're Bluepoint or Panic Button. Yeah. So <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I do think it is. It has become clear to Nintendo that they need to have a higher tier hardware. Not. I don't think they're going for 4K like people are suggesting. Um, no. But I do think they're they're going for something that can achieve locked 30 FPS in 
something akin to like Wii U to PS4 era. I don't think they're they're going to compete with the new consoles at all, but I do think they are they're coming out with some form of Switch yeah. Pro soon. It's just a question of like with all these COVID related issues, when can they do that? Uh, I think that's the biggest question of just like what at what point could they get to that? Um, so how does everyone feel about the rankings so far? Uh, leaving Jeff Keighley out for the moment, how do people feel <laughs> for the conferences in this position? Pretty okay with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, actually. <laughs> and I can confirm, I think this is very different from what any of us predicted, so this is going to be an interesting time. Like <laughs> no, there's, there's, a couple, there's a couple of spots um, that I think I, I think I had a lot of C, like, kind of on point. But for the most part, yeah. The upper tier, I think, looks completely different than what everyone expected. Yes. Yeah, because we, as a group, we had, like, a lot in the, like, A, B territory. And, like, that that whole big, like, like arrowhead that we were, like, having fun of, like, oh, we made an arrowhead. It, it, it just moved down. <laughs> like, by, it moved like, down, and I think, like, I think we like... all ranked PC Gaming Show and Future Game Show pretty poorly. <laughs> yeah, they like did that. pretty well, so. I can't um, remember if I put Devolver in, in A or B, but, yeah, it's... Yeah. Okay, so now we have our, our final two major things for E3. We've got Jeff Keighley and E3 itself. Okay. Aww. So E3 itself, we're comparing this to past E3s for this. I'm going to say we throw this in the D tier. <laughs> as a, yeah. as a yes. show. Because I think, Brett, you, you watch wrestling. You understand yes. what it is like to okay. have a crowd at a presentation, yep. at a show. And the lack of a crowd here, I think, really hurt everything. Yes. To a pretty crazy degree. Uh, and this, yes. We're not even mentioning all the shenanigans that E3 pulled outside of the conferences. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's also another part of the, the situation is, like, I, I, I think we all just kind of forgot that, like, when, when they were like, no more E3 in 2020, everyone was like, good who cares and then like everyone got re-excited for it again and then it happened and then i just kind of felt like oh that's well, i do why. think i i do think <laughs> that's what ke- what's keeping the c3 from being a participation award of itself yeah. is that i think this year has shown there is a lot of value in having that week of hype yeah. like uh, yeah, that week, week of is, excitement yeah. really really helps these announcements stand out and get a lot of viewership uh, keep things centralized, and I think games companies are going to realize that when sales numbers come in for a lot of these games, I'm betting there's going to be a spike in things that were shown at the C3 because we actually have people seeing these games, especially for indies. I think yeah, this is like sure. the, the indies, E3 yeah. of indies. I, I think that's going to be a big deal for the C3, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the ESA <laughs> and E3 itself. It just yeah. is like there is a lot of value in having these conferences at the same in this same time span so long as you have things to show but look i don't know if you guys were looking at the uh what happened with the E3 digital booths they were horrid it was it was just a web page with some advertisements for every studio and half of them didn't even have anything up there so all the stuff that E3 ESA did for the E3 outside of that was awful. It didn't work. It was a horrible experience. They had this weird like social avatar creator that apparently broke on a lot of systems because it didn't support jQuery on a lot of things. And I'm just like, this is what even is that? <laughs> it's it's a web development 
tool set of like using JavaScript queries for things, but it just broke on things Good. because they didn't think to ask like maybe people on phones won't have jQuery available to them or <laughs> like Ooh. what is what was the point of this why um, why does yeah. he why does E3 need social avatars? And so many confusing questions is why I think they belong in D tier. For the year, probably like the most ever that they had to be like as accessible digitally, like possible. Like they really made a mess of it. Like it did, we like times for every single conference came out like last second and like still like last second, like things like WB and take two just kind of was like, uh, Super we said we were gonna be here, but I don't know. Here's Battle Blood. Change the titles of their show last. It's thing. yeah. It's it's it was very yeah. like it was very like group project in in high school. Just like oh god, we forgot this part that we had to do. Someone has to write the essay. Okay, uh, we got to change the topic because this part didn't work. So okay, and we're handed in. We got to hand it in on time. Yep. It was so like an experience. Feeling. I don't <laughs> like how right that feels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's from uh you know personal experience. Um, <laughs> it yeah, it just felt very messy and like and like a handful of announcements like those some things from the lower tiers and like the the S and A, those are like some enjoyable things that happened. But as a whole, I just maybe just have just like all the the game devs just agree to do something over a week and not have it be E three anymore is probably the the best timeline i think or if esa can take a step back and just do like the event planning and things that and like getting a venue and stuff <laughs> instead of trying to do all these extra things that probably aren't making them any money and don't work and don't sell the show i, I think they can take a are, step back are, from a lot of that are people paid to organize e3 they have to presumably <laughs> I, I don't Someone know the inner workings it. of the ESA, but they are an organization that I think is for profit, so <laughs> they have to make money somehow. I, I think it's a lot of, like, probably developers organizing show space and whatnot. Um, mm. But I am curious to see if next year we get in-person events. I, I hope so, but I'm worried for especially a lot of, like, Ubisoft and uh, Square Enix if they're going to want to have an in-stage on stage presence or if they're going to want to pay less money and do the di the digital video because I do think that there's value to that in stage on stage presence mm -hmm. uh, especially with the crowd and like in the case of Square Enix I stuff like going back and watching the uh Final Fantasy 15 reveal or not 15 reveal the the 7 reveal remake reveal is so yeah, fun yeah. to watch just because of how excited the crowd was so I think we I'll really never forget the reaction to the God of War uh, exactly. Because yeah. again, it was like everyone's like, "What is this? Like, what? Like some new IP?" And then all of a sudden, Kratos just walks casually out of the shadow. Everyone just loses their minds. It was it was awesome. The only thing that I know for sure about next E3, PlayStation still probably won't be there. Yep. <laughs> Look, I feel like Sony's actually missing out at this point. I I think being so far away from everything else is hurting them. To a yeah. A major degree at this point maybe not sales wise but i think like goodwill wise especially with the cross play issues with borderlands and whatnot they're burning themselves on some goodwill which is a shame uh all right we got one more person to rank on this list we got to rank jeff Keeley. and as much as i would love to leave him in s i really think his showing this year was not as strong as he wanted it to be i think he's got to be dropped somewhere in the middle of the board 
I'd say B to C. I, I thought he was kind of annoying this year, if I'm being honest Agreed. with you. You could tell he was you could tell he was really excited for Elden Ring and that that like over excited nature kind of like permeated through the uh through his um summer games fest he was, he was just came off as like annoying i don't know i think what really happened weird. is he really he hyped people up for everything look, look i am heartbroken that i have to put him down here with this filth but i mean yep that's just how it is i don't know what i think happened is that he he hyped everything up so much that he put himself in a position where like the only thing that could deliver on that hype was elden ring and it did but he Power was also just like hyping up <laughs> Summer Game Fest as a whole, cool. and there was like thirty minutes of wasted time during that show. <laughs> like, so much time was just spent with musical performances and stuff that didn't need to be there. Uh, it wasn't showing any games in any meaningful way. Uh, the presentation oh, yeah. was organized confusingly. The, the Sonic Symphony. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that had to be there. What? Uh, There's excuse no me, are we forgetting about Weezer, the best performance of? Oh. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, I actually I'll defend that Weezer performance because they were showing gameplay of Wave Break at this point. The thing I didn't like, they didn't like clearly make sure people watching that knew this was the game Wave Break, and that like this was a gameplay presentation. They like said it a few times that this is a soundtrack even, from the game, but I mean I was that's very not confused. even. That's not even. It wasn't like a a great song, <laughs> to be honest. It wasn't. Well, because it was background no. music. <laughs> It was. It's literally background music for that game. Because it was a Weezer in 2021, and they don't make <laughs> I mean... music anymore. But also, I no, I I agree with the whole thing where it's like I don't even what is the game because they were like they were projecting it on top of the, the band. people playing. And I couldn't discern what the what game was, happening. was because I was too busy looking at Rivers Cuomo's like 50 year old <laughs> gate just standing there. Well, yeah. what I thought I couldn't it, tell what was happening. What I thought it was, if you ever, um, if anyone's. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers fans, they had a music video for their song um, California Kitchen. It was just a video game. It was like just weird yeah. video game footage that they made for the music video. So I was like, oh, I guess that's what this is? I didn't even yeah, know it was a real game. It felt game. weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do think there is still like value in musical performance. noise machine I have ever seen. <laughs> I do think there's still value in having like some musical performances and stuff. I think the Sable performance was the one that did kind of belong there. Oh, that was there. great. Yeah, yeah, but like when you're doing a show like this, I think if you're doing musical performances, you really gotta limit yourself to like one. Yes. You need to do yeah. like one important musical performance, and that's something the like only. Yeah, go ahead. The, what? The only time where multiple was okay was one of the last. I think I talked about this before. One of the last uh, Sony E3 press conferences had this awesome. It was a live orchestra, and they played a little yeah. piece of music that was related to the game before they showed off the that game. That was, was great. Like a, as like a yes. nice little overture before like the game reveal started. That was awesome. And no yeah. one's been able to like really do anything like it since in the same yeah. way. What I would love I, is like I someone have... do an onstage presentation, just imagine... have an orchestra play all the music. Well, imagine yeah. if yep, they nice. did imagine if they did an orchestra for Elden Ring instead of Sonic oh my didn't have a game. I would I would shriek. I would have jumped out of my seat. I would imagine, have been so happy. Imagine Square Enix like like doing doing some of the uh seven remake, you know, score. Oh my god. Like yeah. like that's literally like it's literally one of the greatest pieces, some of the greatest pieces. And you do it like over gameplay, <laughs> so over the trailer good. happening is when you do that, right? Exactly. Like yeah. imagine the Elden Ring trailer is playing and then all the the music is coming from a live orchestra. Yeah. Like that I would be even, incredible. Yeah. That's what the that God of War presentation something... did. 
if if any one of these if any one of these shows did that for me would automatically bump them up a whole tier for sure yeah just because that's just creative at that point that's having fun with the fact that you're doing a presentation and not just like it's a it's a show you're you're putting on a show you're putting on a performance have some fun with it i think it would have bumped everyone up a tier if they did it except for gearbox Yep. No, Gearbox, Gearbox, yeah, yeah. Gearbox, I think no matter what they did, if Randy Pitchford's <laughs> on stage for 20 minutes of your show, you're really in a bad position. Randy Pitchford is out there at all. It's already ruined. <laughs> it's a scene in his cage. I, I have I have I have this this mental this mental image this this theory of Jeff. I don't I don't know anything about him <laughs> in his in his like personal life, how he is as a human being, but I like every everyone most people that know of him are kind of like He's he's cool. I, I I have a feeling that every time he does one of these shows, because this is like the the summer games show and like the the game awards, like these are the things that he set up because he yep. wants games to be like appreciated. He wants them to like be cool, and that's super awesome. And I feel like he wants to have it be like this cool bombastic thing where it's just like, yeah, I want to do the the game after like game after dev talk after game, and I want to have the cool orchestra. But then like he goes and like like reaches out to the the companies and the power went out again (laughs) so we're gonna leave it (laughs) off this time so that it doesn't do that again (laughs) the internet is still on so it's fine the government is sabotaging me because i'm right about jeff keely (laughs) jeff keely Um, Keely is trying to wreck your stuff right now man he's he's not gonna like what he's what you're gonna say jeff keely controls all three branches of the government (laughs) but he he wants to have this cool big thing uh and he realizes that he can't so I don't know. His, he's he's, he's got to get a grip on reality. His ambitions far outweigh what he can actually achieve. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Which I don't think is a is too much of a knock on him. I don't no, think that's too I, much of a knock I, on because because it comes from a place of like of like genuine um, care and joy. Genuine. Oh, 100 percent. It just but in the end, know. it falls on his shoulders. Like I, if we were ranking Jeff Keighley overall, S tier easily. But Jeff Keighley, this this E three for Summer Game Fest. Little weak, a little, a little Plus, too hyped. He needs Plus, to again, temper the I, expectations. Do I even need to point out? There's no way he deserves to be anything lower than B. Uh, those kicks, yeah. Obviously, I mean, they the, have to the kicks bring him up automatically. <laughs> and were the fact so that he had a conversation good. with Hideo Kojima again, yeah, just for no reason, show. just because. Why not? He could he could? And John right. Carlo Esposito. Let's not, let's not forget. That's right. Even though, didn't we agree that it felt like that didn't deserve to be there? First, I feel like that was something we were. No, I'm not against it as as a just have it be in the Ubisoft show. Why is it anyway? Yeah. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh the no. green. The green <laughs> is rising. The green screen is taking over. <laughs> what we're gonna do is just the government turn the camera off. Is and destroying us. Uh, uh, I don't agree with everything. I think it's better now. It's a little framey, but it's we're using new up, technology. So. It's the window in the back. It's Discord does. Deal. Discord completely disagrees with our Jeff. Painting, unfortunately, it's, it attacked me first by having my Discord have a seizure on both sides of the brain. Then it's Brett with the power outages, and now Ryan's yeah. fake window it's is me. It's me next. I'm just yeah. gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and I'll be fine. Don't talk about Jeff. <laughs> All right. So I think our our rating's in a good spot here. I'm gonna go ahead and yes. save this so that we have it ready for other people to see after the showcase let's do a quick little screen grab there and open up paint and then paste it in because i I don't have a more advanced way to do this so 
What's more advanced than paint? You know, nothing. Silence. <laughs> Silence. Couldn't think of anything. Therefore, we need nothing. that paint. <laughs> you mean Mario paint, right? Mario. Mario, yeah, Mario paint. <laughs> That's what the M and MS paint stands for, of course. What else? What is it? Mario Sonic paint? MS paint? Mario su- super paint. Super paint. Yeah. No, there you go. <laughs> Okay. You've done it. <laughs> That's it. We end the show. Last episode, we've peaked. <laughs> Mario, Ma- Mario, Ma- Mario Super Paint. Roll credits. Super Mario Paint. Super Mario in real life. <laughs> Look, just keep it. Keep discussion flowing for thirty seconds so I can then, get the layout. It's the, we say we say we say Mario's no, we say Mario's super paint and then it's like the Eric Andre like we'll be right back me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then we just we never come back. We never come back. <laughs> it, it's the Eric Andre will be right back meme because all of our discords have frozen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So what I'm gonna do for this is go ahead and bring us back over to the tier list so we can all see it. I don't have a way to also show the tier list that everyone made while we're doing this, because I can only share one window at a time, with the current technology. that We'll have to figure that out for next time. But we're going to go through point by point and look at who's closest. If it comes down to it, we will have multiple winners if people are, are all close enough for this. Ooh, we're not limiting ourselves. All right? If multiple people, t- multiple people tie, we, we're good. So the way I'm going to be judging this is there are six points for every conference, okay? You get one point for how, how close you are. So if you, you got the right tier for the conference, that is six points. Every tier away is a loss of one point from that. Okay. Whoever has the most we, points at the end of this is going to win. Do we want to go over the, the stakes for this competition before? We, we will get... reveal the stakes at the end. Okay. So, so okay. if something is, is in C tier... And you have it in S or participation, you're still going to get what three points? Yes, you're still getting points. You, it's more if you like said that Nintendo was going to be the participation award, you're getting nothing because you were yeah, so yeah. far off of that prediction. Uh, you're which, just an idiot. You're just <laughs> at that point. What are you doing? <laughs> look, at, look at you. You aren't using your brain. You're tone deaf. Hello, Peter. You're home? tone deaf. <laughs> So we're going to go person by person, and I will declare the point totals on screen. What I'm actually going to do is on screen add a text object to the scene so that people can see the points as I'm, I'm tallying them up. Okay. Oh, I was prepared to put notes on an actual uh, analog <laughs> Ryan, piece you of went, paper. Ryan, you went all out for this, for this showing. This is our E3 show right yeah, here. Really. This is it. <laughs> We put in more effort than any Gearbox of the did. did. <laughs> Definitely Gearbox. Definitely at the very Gearbox. least. Look, the, the scene doesn't like me manipulating it this much <laughs> while we're live. <laughs> it's taking oh, no. a long time. But we're, we're, we're getting it. We're getting there. There is frame theft going on. Theft. Hey, that, that's a different podcast. We can't talk about frame trap on here. It's a, a different <laughs> show. What's frame trap? Wow, that it's it's another it's an easy allies gaming podcast. If you are listening to this gaming podcast and want to listen to more gaming podcasts, frame trap is the one I absolutely recommend. Okay, one hundred percent. So I live under a rock. Hello, <laughs> welcome. 
We have plenty of space for you. Plenty of rocks. <laughs> it rocks down here. This is proving to be far more challenging than I thought. So what we're actually going to do to do this correctly is I go in that analog piece of paper, Ryan. To this, to this edit, and in the description of the template right here, I'm going to type in oh. numbers. Okay, and that way, I love it. We're tallying things correctly on screen so people can see. We're going to leave the at double on radio there because we can't. Ryan, get don't worry. Ryan, you're doing a very good job. Look, don't, it, don't you worry. <laughs> there's always challenges with live shows, but we have <laughs> some images to go over. So I've got our actual tier list here. So you know what? I'm going to do this on my phone so we have the, the full proper tier list so viewers can see it while it's happening. We're going to tally this number up and figure out who is the winner of this oh, entire show. Um, what are going on with the points for Take-Two and Warner Brothers? Uh, those will be... Because we're, we're cutting them from the entire composition, I'm going to consider those as being participation awards if we have a tie. Okay. If we do not have a tie, they will not be counted. That makes right? sense. That so makes they'll sense. be referred to as the tiebreaker. And if we still have a tie at the end of that... Uh, we will be obviously having a tie, and we're going to become more than one thing. So, <laughs> Alex, we're going to start with you. Oh boy, I can't wait to see how wrong I am. Xbox <laughs> and S tier, that is five points to begin with. We're using the wild card category as our, as our tally here. Alright, Xbox and S tier. Devolver in A tier, that is another five points. Ten. Now, after Devolver, we got Jeff Keeley. You put him in A tier. You know what I'm going to do, Alex, is give you another five points for that. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty bold Go of bonkers. you, Ryan. <laughs> so, slow down, right? <laughs> then, then you had the Square Enix presentation as A tier. That is four points for you. Ooh. You're taking it down a little bit. I'm slipping. You're slipping a little bit. You had Summer Game Fest also in A tier. Another four points to 23. Okay? After that, Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse Live were your B tiers. What? Because we bundled these together, we're going to consider them one thing. Which they're not giving eight points for this. this it's, it's four points. So 27. All right? Because you were two I points off of six. Alex. <laughs> E3 as a whole, you ranked as a B tier. That's another Ooh. another two points lower. So we're at 31. Not 231, 31. 231, nice. Alex, because I am using you first, I'm going to ask you when I am done with tallying your totals to keep track of the totals for each individual person. So at the end, you will be revealing the winner. Okay? Do. So... Yeah. So far, you are at 31, and we have gone through up through your B tiers. You ranked Gearbox as a C tier. Oh, that is God. three points off. So only three points for that. 34. Rotten. Capcom as a C tier, which you got right. Full six points. There you go. 40 points. There we go. Making, making some back. Making that money. <laughs> you had PC Gaming Show and Future Game Show, which we've also bundled. So those are you're counting as one entity. Um, those were in C tier, so five points for those. 
All right. You had WB Games. No points across the board for that until we hit a tiebreaker. Sitting 45 points as we enter the D tier for you, Alex. D tier, you had Bethesda that is six more points. Ooh, there you go. To 51. You, go. you also had the Ubisoft forward, so another five points going to you for 56. Your participation award was Take Two Interactive. Not considering that, but if we do have to add those in, that will be six more points for you to break a tie. So, Alex, your grand total is 56. Write that down somewhere so you have it kept noted. in track. That is noted. We're moving on it's to Brett. Intense. Oof. As I said, the intensity of this final zero. reveal is coming down. Resetting the counter to zero. Brett, in S tier, you had the the... Xbox show. I think actually all of us had Xbox there, so we're yeah, all think, off yeah, to five games. points for that. You also had Jeff Keighley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not the only no, one, but you do lose two points from that. This is true. So I'll, that I'll, is I'll take one for the team, Jeff. Five, or six, five and four, so nine points total. You're not going to be the only one. <laughs> yes, right. Yep, I'm two off. You're two off from each of those. Or one off, two off from one and one off from the other. Uh, Square Enix was an A tier for you. So sad. Oh man! So lost Not two more points. Queen. So you are now at thirteen. All right. That hurt. Oh. <laughs> you had Devolver Digital in A tier. Really? Yeah, Brett did I have Devolver Digital in A. Like it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, which might ha actually you would have gotten the same amount of points even if it was in C. So you get five points <laughs> for that. <laughs> You, you were close. That is 18. After Devolver Digital, you ranked E3 as an A-tier E3. That, that's a lot of points you've, you've lost yeah. there, bud. You're, all, yeah. you're a full three tiers away. I was so, so enthusiastic. 21 is your point total now. Moving on See, to your B tier, this is why I'm not bread. enthusiastic, usually. Moving to your B tier, <laughs> Brett, is... You would have been so safe. <laughs> Hey, if you were you downranked a lot of these presentations, you would have made more points if you argued for them to be higher. Uh, your B tier, PC gaming show and future game show. You got that correct. Hey, you're up to twenty seven. You then put the Nintendo Direct and the Nintendo Treehouse at B tier. So losing two more points on that, you're at thirty one. Okay, moving on. Summer Game Fest and B tier. You get five points for that. You are one tier off. Thirty six. You then ranked Bandai Namco as a B tier. Losing I two they more would show something. That. What can I say? To 40. <laughs> Coming in to your D or your C tier presentations, you had Gearbox. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> so you How the mighty? Two more for that, 44. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> and Capcom. Oh, you got Capcom right. That is six points, bringing you to 50. Okay. You're D tier, Brett. You in D tier ranked WB and the Ubisoft forward. So you get five points for Ubisoft. Going down to your participation award and your, your wild card was Bethesda, actually. So you automatically get six points for that. Alex, add six points to your total as well because <laughs> your wild card was Bandai Namco and we did not judge that on yours. I just realized true, that. This is true. So you get six points as well. Uh, that means, Brett, you are at 61. 
And Alex, I believe you're at 62. So you are in the lead Damn, right now. So close. That, that was coming down to the wire. That is impressive. That is close a close, close two. Okay. Bringing up whoever is next. We've got in the pictures folder with the E3 stuff. It is me. All right. That means why you will be the get, final decider. It's about to get real scuffed show. real quickly. <laughs> going to get real scuffed. I think I was actually pretty far off from a lot of these. Well, so, yeah, hence it being scuffed. So, perfect. So, Xbox, I put in S tier, I think, as everyone did. That's five points. Yep. Uh, that was my S tier. Jeff Keeley, I put in A. Five more. Off by one tier for him. Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse, another five points. I put them in A. Square Enix, I also put in A, so that is only four points. Oh, man. Join the club. To 19. <laughs> <laughs> in my, oh, this is looking more promising, though. In my B tier, I put Devolver Digital. So I got Devolver oh. right. Maybe. Oh. 25. Uh, I put Bandai Namco. In B? In the... Uh, B tier, yes. I put Bandai Namco in B tier. So that is a 29, because I was two points off. Now, I ranked Jeff Keighley in A tier. Did I say Jeff Keighley a minute ago? Yes, you did. You did. I did say, I yeah. did, good. Yeah, numbers were adding up correctly. I couldn't remember if I said it. That means we're good. Devolver Digital and Bandai put in B tier. E3, I also put in B tier. I lose another two points on that. So that is 233. C tier. I put in the Summer Game Fest. I was a little more negative than a lot of you in Summer Game Fest, and that paid off. So 39. Now, I also put Bethesda. I gave them too much credit. <laughs> That's a, a 43. Understandably, though. Very yeah, understandably. I thought they, had to, they were going to pull something out. They didn't. Uh, I put Ubisoft here with a, uh, a 6 points. So 49. And then I put WB Games, which is not counting for anything right now. D tier, I put the PC Gaming Show and the Future Game Show. I was, I was doubtful oh. of these two because of the, the last year presentation. I looked at it and I was like, I remember, oh. I remember thinking the same thing. So Rightfully that is so. I mean. At 53. I lose two points off of that bet. Yeah, two points because they are in B tier. Uh, I also put Take-Two Interactive in D tier. They're not counting for right now. I did put Gearbox in our last tier, though. So, they're my participation award. That means six more points. But unfortunately, I was right. I am in the last place as of right now. Oh, no. <laughs> scuffed indeed. A little too scuffed. You can never have enough scuff. When you, when you declare it to be scuffed, you gotta go all the way. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. <laughs> Go, get scuffed or go home, buddy. Oh, wait, no. Actually, I am completely wrong because I, I did the same thing again and did not count the wild card. That means I am six points ahead. So I'm in the top because it's 65. It is his podcast. I, I don't know why I keep looking at the wild card and being like, that's not a show, right? It's not a thing. Okay, so Wyatt. Alex, you got 65 down for the scuffed show. Why it's your job to get a sixty-nine. You're the last hope. You gotta do it. You gotta be nice. I think yeah. you, I think my, you, I think you my chances are nice. <laughs> so Wyatt, your S tier was Xbox and Jeff Keeley. 
Shocker. That means five points for Xbox, four points for Jeff Keighley. You're at a nine. Uh, the Nintendo Direct and the Nintendo Treehouse Live are your A tier. So five more points to 14. I think that's pretty consistent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Overall. Uh, Bandai Namco was in your B tier. What? I'm not entirely it sure was? why you made that decision, but you did. I'm not either. <laughs> a, a normal year, it would have made sense, but I, I think Brett and I year. probably sold you on the JRPGs. Probably, <laughs> and you give you rank them a little high. Um, it's all because we had you play Final Fantasy VII Remake. So yeah, you, you get four call. points for that. Eighteen. Uh, Devolver Digital, you put in B tier, which you got right. So six more points to twenty-four. That means we're moving on to your C tier, where you, you this is was your most stacked tier. Uh, you put Take Two, not counting for now. Capcom in C tier, which is six. thirty points. So thirty points. Ooh. PC Gaming Show and Future Game Show, so five more points, thirty-five. Square Enix, you put in C tier. That is six more points to forty-one. Ooh. You also put the uh, WB Game Show in C tier, which we are not counting for anything right now. For D tier, you put Summer Game Fest. <laughs> well, so forty-five. The Ubisoft Forward uh, for another fifty. Fifty. Rounding E three in the D tier, you were the only one that predicted E three correctly Ooh. to fifty-six. Now, Wyatt. Ooh. You also put Bethesda as your wild card, which means you get six points automatically. Oh. Up to 62. Now, Wyatt, can you guess what you had in your, as your participation oh award? Oh, my God. Gearbox. Do you remember? Easy you had a Gearbox, <laughs> which brings you to 70 points. Wyatt, no! what will 001 Radio oh. become? Wow. Wow. Indeed. We have our runaway winner. Get ready to reveal. Before you reveal yours, Wyatt, I want to have everyone else go through theirs. My stakes were if I won, Double O and Radio would become scuffed. Which it did not do. <laughs> of, course. of course. It's not scuffed yet. It is anyway. <laughs> it's of already course. scuffed enough. Was from the beginning. Brett, what were your stakes? Uh, Mine... Uh, it would be <laughs> really annoying is that it would be become 002 radio. <laughs> just that would be really stupid. Oh no. Okay, Alex, what were your stakes? To, to put it into one word, it would become um... Jeremy! Uh. <laughs> Wyatt, for interpretation. what are we doing? What, what's... What is Double One Radio becoming? Let me get a little closer. <laughs> the big reveal. We are we are becoming a build from January. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a very good. <laughs> I was fitting because today just it just didn't work. The amount of technical difficulties was the most ever. I think. <laughs> Look, I still don't know why this whole frame rate thing is happening. I'll have to figure that out, but. Aside from that, we're good. We, we've completed the show. We, we did everything we do normally. Double One Radio is going to become a build from January sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that in the future. Probably not next episode because we need to figure out what we're actually going to do. 
Turns out a built in January is our studio name, and we're actually making the Transformers game. I'm buying the license as we speak. There we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to go pitch our game to Hasbro. Uh, Dream come true. <laughs> that means we're to the shout out section of the show. Is everyone ready? Have you got your shout outs? Oh, yeah. Why you won, which means you go first. Jeff Keeley's kicks. That's my shout out. <laughs> I mean, they, they were some beautiful, beautiful pieces of artwork that were strapped onto his feet. Yeah, and I, I think I called them out several times, and I just don't think they got enough credit because they were just yep. that fabulous. That like the canvas of that man's tootsies is unparalleled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should we do it in order of points? for shoutouts sure sure in order of points for shoutouts i'm next which means i gotta give a shout out to look everyone here knows it's gonna be pulsar it's a a little game that came out recently called pulsar lost colonies it's like star trek simulator you can play it solo or with some buds uh a a little story from what i was playing earlier i went into a a large running along the ship that i had we we landed in the sector and there was a, a big powerful ship that we couldn't fight with our conventional weaponry we just weren't damaging the shields and we were about to die so I ordered my entire ship to board the enemy ship. We teleported on board their ship because they were in a stolen vessel of my faction, which meant we had the teleporter tags to get into their teleporter. We teleport to their ship, run to their reactor core, shut down all their power, and then kill everyone else in the ship and take it over. We then managed Whoa. to blow up their ship by ejecting the power core and causing an explosion and then leave in return to our ship that is smoking and almost dead, but not quite, and then leave the sector and win with a bunch of money. Great so, game. oh, that sounds. But you you couldn't have just repowered up their ship after you killed everyone and taken that. As well, the doing? mission was to destroy their ship, uh, because they they, they had oh. stolen like classified technology, so we had to destroy their ship. I, I I was like I wanted to take it, but the mission was we had to to follow the mission. You know, oh, that's it's like cool. the prime directive. Prime. Yep. All right, <laughs> beat you to it, Alex. Beat who was next it. most in points? <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you have for us, Alex? Um, <laughs> it's plain, Alex. Um, I, I would have shouted out God of War because I meant to set up my PlayStation and start playing it again. Um, but I didn't, so I'm going to shout out shout, shout out um Kronos before the ashes. Because uh, I've been playing that again recently, and it's a, it's a fun little um, stylized Souls like game that has a very water painter aesthetic to it that I like. Nice, nice. All right, Brett. You know it's that time of the the podcast. Shout out to uh, a game called Due Process. That is literally just like if uh, the Rainbow Six team actually had uh, imagination and fun while <laughs> developing a game. Uh, it's like it's like Rainbow Six Siege if it was like uh, kind of like lower fi and and eighties. Like all the the attackers look like RoboCop, um, and it's it's a lot it's a lot more controlled but also creative at the same time. So it's less of a broken piece of garbage and it's only made by like a fraction of the people. And it's very fun. I'm sorry. Did you say you were a fan of, of siege? 
I, I don't remember from our last conversation. Oh, okay. Just checking. I, I wasn't, just I wasn't sure. sure. Yeah. All right. That means it is time to close out the show. As always, podcast airs Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. Catch us live on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so we can get our own title, please. And uh, that's that's it. That's the show. <laughs> Hooray. We did so, it. So fun, fun little thing. Um, I was actually convinced that my stakes was going to be taken by someone else because it's a pretty common in-joke. So I had a backup. You know what that backup <laughs> was? I wrote it down in everything. I was going to do this. Oh, <laughs> no, you become goo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>